informative and fun deep dive into the workers behind the professions. I'm your host, Cassie Townsend, a jackhead of all trades. Look for the ins and outs of jobs, careers, and the daily grind that led professionals to where they are and where they're going. On today's show, we're going to talk to an exhibit fabricator by the name of Joel Higgs. Hi, Joel, and welcome to Work History. Hello. Hi. So uh, this is a travel podcast, and you've never been on the show, and you also haven't listened. So let me tell you, as well as the listener, what's up? Amazing. So this is a travel podcast, and we are currently in Oklahoma. Right now I'm in Tulsa, Oklahoma, which is really exciting. Is there a suburb that we're in, or is it Tulsa proper? It's it's Tulsa proper. It's Tulsa proper. It's close to Jinx, but it's still... Still Tulsa. Okay. Right, that's what I write down on my on Great. My mail. What is so. jinx? Is I thought that was a thing that you say when you say something at the same time and then you say one, two, three, you gotta buy me a coat. Yeah. No, it's like so Tulsa's surrounded by just like a number of kind of larger suburbs and then again surrounded by a bunch of like smaller that's, kind of subsets. And that's what a lot of cities are. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, yeah. yeah. <laughs> so I've only lived, I've only ever lived here. So that's fine. That's I'm fine. Like, oh, it's super unique. Uh but Yeah, Jinx it's is, very unique. It doesn't happen anywhere else. No, it's pretty no, amazing. Just Tulsa. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so what is Jinx? Is Jinx a suburb then? Yes. I would oh. say Jinx is one of the main like four suburbs. Okay. It's one of the big the big ones. Cool. Yeah. And we're just just outside of of like Jinx City, but just inside there like school district so oh weird, that's but, good <clears throat> that's good so but technically still Tulsa cool awesome well congratulations because uh, you're kind of part of jinx and kind of not yeah love yeah. it yeah you get to like buy people coke or maybe they buy you cokes I don't know how that works but I, yeah I don't know either yeah, yeah. But got that Tulsa property tax which mattered to me okay it's a lot cheaper <laughs> it is it's <laughs> yeah. cheaper than jinx <laughs> jinx is. is a higher yeah. 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 Okay. That tells me all I need to know then. Yep. yep. Yeah. Fantastic. <laughs> so we met at the Oklahoma Renaissance Festival, mm-hmm. also known affectionately as the Castle of Muskogee. Yes. Which before I knew it was pronounced Muskogee, I pronounced it completely wrong. Uh, uh, now, can I re- replicate it? Muskogee. 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 Muskogee yeah. is what I called it for like. I was like, I'm going to go to Muskogee. And people are like, what? <laughs> I still say Muskogee sometimes. Okay. When I'm like right. like affectionately referring to Muskogee, I'll just okay. be like, I want to go to Muskogee. <laughs> Fantastic. Like, what, what is that? Like, I like to akin it to uh, Canada. So sure. I've never yeah, been to Canada. But if I was to ever go yeah. to Canada, I can't wait to go to Canada. Yeah. Like I'm super a, excited for that. One of those small suburbs outside a big suburb here in Tulsa, mm-hmm. is called Sepulpa. Oh, Sepulpa. And just reading it real fast, and if anyone asks me, I always say Sapalupa. <laughs> Sapalupa. Yeah. Never lived there. I have no connection there. Sorry, Sepulpa, but yes. I say Sapalupa. Well, because you said it's it right just, for the first time. Yeah, it's just much That reminds me a, a lot of my... Um, uh, one of my favorite podcasts, which they do not sponsor me whatsoever, but uh, <laughs> is my favorite murder. And in it, they do these um, book reports basically about all of these different places where murders have happened. And they tell the full story, but 
they always are murdering how to pronounce names. Like they didn't know it was Appalachia at first. Oh no. They called it Appalachia, like most northern sure. Most Yankees do. Uh, but I know it is Appalachia. Anyway, so it's fun to me to be able to tour all over and oh, see yeah. these different signs and like guess what they say. I remember driving through Jersey one time with my grandmother in North Jersey and I, I went, what does that sign say? She go, oh, geez. Like, cause it was, it was something, you know, it's an, a Native American name. Sure. Like a lot of our stuff is named after, but the written word, if you just try to sound it out, is very suggestive. And, and it's not that how you actual, actually pronounce it. It's sure. fun stuff. Oh, yeah. Fun stuff. Oh, the American language. <laughs> oh, yeah. Super fun. Uh, do you remember when we met? It, it must have been 21? 2021? Mm-hmm. No? 19? Yeah, 2019 19. was the first year yes. that I was here. Yes. 2019 was kind of a blur to me, so that makes sense. Oh, okay. I feel like it was a bit of a turning point in our festival mm. where a bunch of new acts started there. Like oh. new stage acts, new vendors, kind of. Or maybe I'm, maybe I'm totally remembering that wrong. Um, but like say, saying that out loud, that sound, sounds wrong, but it, in my head it sounds right. Yeah, like I mean, that could be. Like yeah. a bunch of new things were There happening. was definitely, I mean, that was, I was new there. Sure. So that is something to validate your, your. Absolutely. Uh, uh, Mandela effect yeah. for your brain right now. Uh, so I don't remember the exact moment that we met, but I do recall um, that you, because you're part of the street caster, which we will of course talk about, but I remember that you were um, often at the front of the, there's a giant great hall that we all have our morning meeting at. And you're, you were in 2019, you were part of the people who, stand up at the stage and face everybody else Mm -hmm. and i was like wow that's a lot of people standing up there looking this way for a meeting that we're all supposed to be attending but i like it you know it's just you know because now i can see people's faces i wish we could all just stand in a circle because that would be even more beneficial i might be able to hear and see everybody and i even have like weird thoughts about some of the people who stand up at the front i will be like huh what are you doing? Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right. Yeah, that's super weird. And, and like, I found who, it was really interesting. Cares? Right, it but doesn't matter. Like, I found it interesting, like, <laughs> where people stand. And this happens nationwide. Just so you know, this is not a Castle of Muskogee thing. It happens nationwide. You have, um, you have I don't want to say clicks because we're not clicks. We just gravitate towards the people we already know. Oh, absolutely. And and that naturally happens. So coming in as a stage act, um, I didn't know anybody. So I was like, I'm going to stand in the back of the house. And then Mel, my show partner there, she goes, oh, I know them. And so we toddled over to the um, house right side against that wall. Mm-hmm. And that's I where all that the, the clowns. Row. Yeah, 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 that's where all the clowny people <laughs> yeah. are, which I play a clown. You know, so I'm I mean, it's, clownish. It's, fitting. it's yeah. very fitting. Yeah, yeah. But then that was the cut up 
zone. Yes. And I don't like that. And I don't like being associated I with have, the cut I have zone. Many times shot a glance to yeah. no avail. But oh, have no. shot a glance <laughs> yeah. just to be like, do you guys need something? Or right. <laughs> is this is this conversation really important? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah. And I'm uh, Because the weather, we all have to know what the weather is. I so right. we have to be listening. I mean, we have to listen to everything on in yeah. that, you know, yeah. that <laughs> let's just get through it so we can get on and to the next meeting and exactly. and then and then get on with our day. I have a hard time hearing now that in my older age, not that I'm a senile or anything. It's just, you know, organs fail. <laughs> Things fail aging out. And so now I'm like cupping my ear and I'm like, can you please be quiet, you guys? I feel like such a nerd. Like, I really want to sit in the front row and be like, hey, but then I don't want to sit in the front row because yeah. I don't want everybody who's talking to be like, who is this crazy? Like, why does she need to? She, oh, is she brown nosing right now? Yeah. Like, and I'm like, no, I just can't hear you guys. Implicit, <laughs> I think at this point. And I would I would like to also assume that this is kind of a nationwide thing. Um, in these particular meetings, it's like at some point I chose to stand up at the front mm-hmm. or sit up at the front mm-hmm. towards stage left, mm-hmm. and I have just always sat there right. forever. Yeah, it's habitual. Then, Humans yeah, are habitual, and, and I see sure. the exact same people sit in the front rows yeah so if somewhere if someone knew were to just go sit in the front row i it would, would be, be like do you why? need some help is there, are you <laughs> like, okay <laughs> are you lost do you, can, is there something i can help you with <laughs> yeah like hey i know we're in the middle of the meeting but um is <laughs> yeah. there gosh can you i point okay? you in the direction <laughs> oh hey this is andy's seat i, right. I kind of need you to move Right, I'm so exactly. It does not matter at all, but it does. She always sits here, <laughs> and on Wednesdays we wear pink. Yeah. So. Just so you know. So go ahead Fantastic. and move back to the uh, the clown row. Right, right, exactly. <laughs> well, and now I love her, Crystal, Crystal Stacy. She has the Birds of Prey show. I swear we're going to get into the actual job thing, but um, but we're talking shop right now. And Crystal Stacy. She is the Birds of Prey woman. She's got a phenomenal show. It's really Absolutely. smart, and she's doing a really great job with those birds. I have an innate, innate? I don't think that's the right word. Whatever. I have a fear of birds. That is literally my only fear. I'm not afraid of spiders or snakes or anything like that. It's birds. And it's all because birds? when I was, yeah, all birds, wow. pretty much. Because when I was in high school, my stepfather wanted to have a parrot that he taught to say peanut butter and watch TV with and sit on his shoulder. (laughs) And my parents were, they're both in heaven, so they'll probably, I don't know, send a plague of frogs to my door or something. But um, if I disparage them. But uh, they weren't very great at taking care of it. They were very loving to animals, super, super loving to them. But they weren't the best caretakers of them. Like looking yes. back on my yeah. childhood, I think that's pretty common. Actually. It's wild. Yeah. Like especially, birds. I worship my freaking cat. Like yeah. there's there's I, there's nothing like wow. So so to take care anyway. So the clipping of the wings didn't always happen. Spanky, his jerk name, he would get up off my shoulder, uh, off of my dad's shoulder fly and do circles in my 10 by 10 bedroom buzzing my head because they're jealous jerks 
later in life, my my but my stepfather died in 2011. My mom passed away in 2018. And I went back to, uh, there was one time when she was, she was in the hospital, rather. It was, it was one of the last times she was in the hospital for a heart surgery. And I went back to make a new bedroom for her. Like, she's a hoarder, and so I needed to, like, clean out a room yeah. so she had access and health and, and whatnot. And I go into my bedroom, and I'm, I was like, oh, she can have my dresser. Like, I'll throw away all my sure. old high school stuff, my kids' stuff. I don't need this. And at the top of my dresser cabinety thing, tucked back on the top shelf was a glass jar. Oh, God. In that glass jar, no. yeah, oh, no. was an upside-down no. skeleton of the parrot. Is it, why is it? Because bugs ate the, that, that's what happens to dead things is you get, you know, the bugs in your body, uh, mm-hmm. they procreate and then yeah. they, they eat all of the muscle and the tissue and the, sorry, it's gross, but no. that's what happens. And they picked the, the bones clean and it was just a perfect skeleton of a parrot upside down. So it died. She put it in a jar, didn't put a lid on or anything. Just no, let it happen, uh, and then put it up on a top shelf, well, and that's how I found it. <laughs> at least you had the last laugh. Right? I did. You know? I did. I did. So take that, Spanky. <laughs> um, so anyway, I'm afraid of birds, and she, Crystal, brings a bird. Yeah. And sits in the jester's area, in the fool's area. So now I have to stand back, which is fine. I don't. They talk too much for my sensitive ears. <laughs> so yeah. they jibber jabber and, and they have really funny quips that they say. I love them. I think it's very funny. Oh, they're hilarious. But I really need to yeah. strain for that hearing. I'm going to probably get one of those cone things that you put sure. in your ear. If you want, yeah. you can get, you know, just a solo cup uh-huh. and we'll just get really long string. Oh, yeah. And we'll just run it up to the dais. Perfect. And then it'll and then just amplify. whoever talks into that yeah, can their just, voice. Yeah. I'll make Jeff put it, like, directly oh, yeah, yeah. up to Well, somebody's going to gonna have face. to hold it in front of him, I that's think. That's true. Yeah. yeah. But that's a great, great yeah. job to have. The Maybe I'll get him a string little. will get tugged every once in a while. I'll get yeah. too taut, you know, <laughs> and I'll get jerked forward. It'll be great. Uh, <laughs> okay, so we probably met at one of those. Um, one of my most memorable memories of you is uh in 2021 we would have or maybe it was last year i guess it was last year yeah 2022 you were the um, second meeting of my area mm-hmm. uh, so we had a main cast meet um, a main meeting uh and then and that's in the great hall and then we always had an area meeting and that's for anyone who is a vendor in that area it's like a Roll call, check in, make sure, sure. you're present. Kind and I of did thing. do that for both years, so 21 oh, you and did. 22. You did. Okay. So it might have been 21. You no. might have been right the first time. I mean, but either way, regardless, the memory of you being up on stage and and doing those the wonderful um, riddles and stuff for the you know the quest. Anyway, is a lot of fun. Hands. Yeah, yeah. Um, it'll be wax hands for the next. Actually, this is the last week it'll be left. How many more weekends do we have? Three more or four more? Three more? I think we have four more. Four more. Yeah. So we should have one more weekend 
of no more wax hands. Of no more wax hands. And the then, last three. And then the last three weekends, it'll only be yeah, wax hands. This is definitely a Rogers certain, thing. Yeah, a certain group does that. Yeah. All right, let's get to this uh, actual podcast. Yeah, sure. The <laughs> that crux. Was, that was a good old 16 minutes of jibber jabber. <laughs> I love it. So, exhibit fabricator. I know what an exhibit is. That's a thing that you look at. And then sure. a fabricator, I know it that's making things. Mm-hmm. So tell me in your words, what's an exhibit fabricator for, for how, how does that apply to you and your job? What does that mean? Yeah. So, um, I work at the Tulsa zoo. So a lot of times when people hear exhibit, you know, they will think, you know, maybe like a trade show or something like that, but I'm, am strictly zoo exhibits. Cool. So, um, I, so like I said, I work at the Tulsa Zoo and I build things or make things, create things, print things, install things, ideate things for zoo exhibits. Wow. That's neat. What kind of animals do you have at your zoo? Oh, a a range. I mean, we have Asian elephants. um, Why they gotta be Asian? Because, because that's where African. From, because yeah. that's where they're from. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's, that's what it is. <laughs> okay, great. Um, all the way sure down to you know, small herd of, or maybe not a herd family group of uh, naked mole rats. I mean, you know, why from, are they naked? Because, because the, you should make some some clothes on them. I know. We should yeah. get them little, little oh, sweaters. Oh, those are the little. Um, they're like the the cats with no hair, but they have yeah. hair, but it's no hair. Exactly. Naked yeah. mole rat. Okay, that's yeah. what they're just called. completely furless. So, and they're you know they range from like like two it, inches. It, it, yeah, almost like an inch when they're real, real small, little. and then you know maybe they'll get up to about two inches. Whoa. Uh, so you know every animal in between. And almost. you have and you have an exhibit for them. I mean you have yeah, to because otherwise they're their just free roaming. Really cool. <laughs> yeah. So how because they're they're an underground thing, right? Mm-hmm. How do you do that? So they have a multi tiered exhibit. So basically probably let's say ten ish different boxes all connected almost like a kid's like classic hamster okay setup except much more professional much nicer looking on the guest side um you can see into each of these rooms and they go down so it's like they're burrowing down um, wow and they do you know they'll they'll do stuff on the bottom like a dance party yeah Yeah. for sure absolutely Little raves. Throw raves. Yeah. Late night, late night gatherings. Naked mole rat raves. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's really cool. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. Somebody gave me a pin one time and it's just a naked mole rat's nose. A little round huh. pressed pin. And Oh, 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 oh. I was you know, thinking like one of like those a, a like pen. a pewter. Oh no, no, not a pen. A a P I N. So like one of those that you you put the plastic and then the metal and then the picture in between mm-hmm. the plastic and then you chikunk with the ch- big chikunk machine mm-hmm. and then you, it has a little pin on the bottom and then you can stab yourself with it. Um, yeah, one of those was a naked mole rat nose. How do you know it's naked? Because, um, mm, that's a good question. I guess it could have just been a, 
normal. It had black around it. I don't know. I'll have to look at that pin now <laughs> even more. Because they told me. Yeah. They told me it was. I mean, so that I makes was taking sense. Yeah. Maybe there's like a label it. on the back. No, it was a really mm. tiny. Like, oh, it's tiny. Yeah. But well, it looked more like a chocolate starfish if we're sure. talking about sure. what things look like. Absolutely. But, so to the untrained eye looking at someone's like vest or button, you know, favors or something that we have in Renaissance fair world or trinkets or favors, whatever. Um, So they gave them out as favors one year. And so looking at it, it kind of looked like a chocolate starfish and you'd have to do a double take and be like, wait, what is that? And then, and then you'd see the nostrils. Like if you Mm -hmm. really looked at it, you see nostrils and then the little, little things that came out of it and, the little whiskery things. Interesting. Yeah. Huh. It's weird. See, I have weird connections to yeah. things. <laughs> no, hey, that's super cool. I think what you do is super cool. So what is a typical day for you um, for your exhibit fabrication world? Sure. So I work on um, a bunch of different projects kind of all at once. Mm. And will kind of work on them as I can move on. So a lot of the times, especially in the zoo world, everything has to be looked at twice, looked at three times, approved from above four layers. This person says yes, this person says yes. So a lot of times you'll get so far into a project and then you just have to kind of wait wait for, for someone to be like, hey, yep, moving in the good, good to go. Okay, great. Now I can move on to this. Um, But uh, most of the times I I will have a project that I uh, care about, you know, more. It's, you know, it's like, oh, this seems a lot more fun. And kind of focus on those. And we'll kind of build time out and be like, well, I have to do this first. (laughs) Right. (laughs) You know. Like, sorry that I can't get to this boring thing right now. <laughs> right. Um, so it's just, a, it's, I mean, it's the a whole bunch of different. For the chandelier yeah. for the naked mole rats is really important right it, now. it really matters. Yeah. It really matters. And I think it'll bring their, their rave situation. Just Up make it a little more, yeah. more classy. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So it's, um, I work in a kind of a two-section building. Mm-hmm. So we have like our main offices, which we share with um, our marketing department. So we have all sorts of different like drafting tables out there where we do mm. like signage work and um, vinyl stuff and wraps and all that. And then on the other side, we have our like full full shop. You know, wow. every power tool you could ever want. Um, I just all, all bought an goodies. oscillating screw last or uh, oscillating saw last year. Oh yeah. I totally upped my tool game. Absolutely. Yeah. Once you go exciting. oscillating. Yeah, you never go back. No. Now I can not. cut directly into a wall. I'm really excited. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So my day I always rank by the time spent the more time I spend in the shop, mm-hmm. the better day it is. Oh, okay. <laughs> so you like I the tinkering spend, part. Yes. Yeah. The last time I spend just at my desk trying to figure out a problem in my head or Googling things or mm. trying to be like, how should this look? 
Mm. Or this one person said this very technical term for a piece of hardware, and I don't know what that is. But I said, yeah, absolutely. Now I'm going to look it up. Right. The the less time that I have Have to to do do that that. and I can just spend in the shop just building and creating, just the better day that it is. Cool. Yeah. When it's not the Renaissance Fair world time, is this a seven day a week gig? Is it always five days a week? Is it, it sometimes be. weekends? Is it only sure. Monday so, through Friday? For so somebody typically, interested in maybe wanting to yeah, do this for a living. The really cool part about it is it's it's very flexible. I think if I told the zoo, hey, um, for oh, hold on just a second, so sorry. Continue. Oh, well, good. Yeah. Um, I think if I if I truly told the zoo, hey, for whatever reason, you know, I have something to do every Monday, you know, from whatever to whatever, could I work Saturdays instead? I think they'd be like, yeah, absolutely, whatever. Um, so my current schedule is Monday through Friday because mm-hmm. it works with my fair schedule. It gotcha. just makes that easier. Gotcha. I don't have to move things. And I, I do enjoy having my weekends off. Yeah. When I have weekends off. Right, right, um, <laughs> right. But, yeah, I typically work Monday through Friday. Okay. Uh, 40 hours a week. Sometimes it's a lot more. It depends. Yeah. It fluctuates throughout the season. So if it's like a heavy event season, you know, especially our fall, we have a big kind of um, semi-black tie uh, hmm gala in the fall that kind of bumps up right next to our multi-day halloween event well that period of time i probably will work quite a bit more than than 40 hours a week are you hourly or salary i'm hourly nice thank goodness yes oh my gosh good i like it yeah when i first entered the workforce um you know i had or when i first entered the workforce full-time mm-hmm. because out you know i was like starting my life mm-hmm. i was like salary that's mm-hmm. where i want to be those people they've made it now working hourly next to a whole bunch of people who work salary nope i'll take my hourly yeah thank for you sure. very much yeah. yeah salary a lot of times you think oh that's a 401k that's sure full benefits that's like the cushy life you get to come in whenever you want leave whenever you want no that's not the case i learned that in video games and when i was a video game producer like that is early morning late nights and no sleep in between so and and maybe you can you can take a long lunch right right but, like if, I mean, if you took a little longer lunch it would be yeah. like okay where is she you know yeah. but like maybe not do that again yeah. um but otherwise it's work 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 absolutely it's terrible but no i i prefer hourly yeah uh, me I too yeah yeah good job yeah what oh now we talked about your typical day so it includes uh fabricating things like making sure. like actually working in a shop that's really cool and then uh businessy stuff um, do you get paid for the Renaissance Fair thing? I do. Good, mm-hmm. good. So I get paid similar to a stage act. Okay. Uh, because we are a stage act. Yeah. You so are. most and of you our... all day long. Yeah, absolutely. I think, I think some of y'all are the hardest workers it's... there at the festival besides like 
somebody slaving over a hot whatever it is <laughs> on a hot day, you know? Yeah. Any of the grill workers, bless Ooh, them. Like, bless I can't them. even. Like, thank you so um, much for black, doing that. The blacksmiths not, are like, oh, wow. Yeah. I can't even imagine it. If I'm walking around under the shaded trees, moving from one pub to the next pub, just trying to, like, survive because... Mm-hmm. That's how I survive yeah. water to water. Yeah. I can't imagine standing there over like burning coals. Yeah. And but they're just, passionate about it. Absolutely. Hey, they love it. you love it, yeah. you love it. That's Same wild. with uh, the glass blower. It's, yeah. That's, that, yeah. That's hot. That's hot. For sure. That yeah. scares me to death. Yeah. The glass blower. Yeah. That's he, hot stuff. Like, I mean, he's such a professional. He's so cool. Yeah. He's such a nice guy and his work is beautiful. They all are. But like, anytime they, you meet a glass blower, yeah. they're But just when they phenomenal. grab that, like, hunk of newspaper to like roll out the glass i'm like, like oh, you're uh, gonna burn it'll burn, it'll oh, burn. <laughs> like, yeah. it's just gonna burn a hole right through you yeah. i don't know it scares me to death yeah um so so yeah you get paid like a stage act yeah i get paid like cool. a stage act which is actually very different than most of our street cast oh because okay. i'm on the chessboard oh so we're nice, contracted nice. through the chessboard where most Fantastic. other street casts are just contracted street casts Okay, cool. So it's a weird hybrid, yeah. even though we are 95% street cast. Yeah. Um, we just have a different, you know, our, our contract just a has a little schedule. different title. Yeah, yeah absolutely. Yeah. Ah, pretty cool. Good. Yeah. Thanks for letting me know. Yeah. Because I never can tell. Um, different, different shows do it different ways. I remember when I first started 20 years ago, I was on a street cast and I was a theme character. So you'd think, oh, a theme character. Yeah, I was the Lord Mayor's daughter. Like I oh, was in cool. I was in the echelons, you High know? Yeah. yeah. You're in the entourage of, of fancy people. Yeah, and I had an entourage. I had three ladies who were like we called them toadies because they were they were supposed <laughs> to like be with me all the time, kind of like um Oh, kind of like Little Shop of Horrors and the mm-hmm. Supremes mm-hmm. that come up. The three ladies who do the da-ding. Uh, those were my ladies, right? And um, we got a $25 a day stipend. Yeah. Yeah. So it's like, thanks for being here. Here's yeah. your $25. When oh, thanks. <laughs> I first joined the fair, I didn't even think about it. And then they were like, we're going to sign contracts for your pay. And I was like, we get paid? Yeah, <laughs> like, yeah. That's super cool. A lot of people, when they first start, they, they just are willing to do yeah. it for free. I was just looking stuff. for friends. And yeah. I was like, I can <laughs> yeah. make friends and get paid? Right? That's awesome. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Same Z's. Uh, yeah. And then we find out that we can make it a job. Yeah. And some of us make it a career, which is fantastic, too. Which, hey, yeah. good for you. Yeah, right? That you sounds. Make it work. Make it work. Like a lot of, a lot. It is. It yeah. is. It yeah. is. People don't understand the underbelly of what it takes, no. which is why I did this podcast, because yeah. I'm interviewing people who have a day job Monday through Friday, who then supplement it with something fun that they like to do on the weekends, like Renaissance Fair, or um, or I interviewed a Justice of the Peace, who oh, cool. has no, um, like, has a creative outlet in the sense of doing something at home but doesn't have is no performer like they don't have any kind of a renaissance fair was not her jam and that's her too yeah yeah Yeah. and that's so sad but i mean good for that i mean no yeah not sad for her she she likes guts it's great (laughs) like she has her own own hobbies you know heck yeah she had gardening and guns and all sorts of fun (laughs) stuff 
Um, you can listen to that episode. This is a couple episodes back. It was in Texas, of course. Um, Gardens and guns. Anyway, uh, let's go back in time to Little Kid Joel. Okay. And are you from Tulsa? I uh, yes, one of the other big four suburbs. But yes, pretty okay, much. Okay, great. Yeah. So uh, let's go back to like four, five, six-year-old Joel. What did you want to be when you grew up? Oh man. Um, There's no answer too weird. Yeah. When I was in guaranteed. first grade, my first grade teacher, Mrs. Weikbrot. Ooh, you remember your I first do. grade. Nice. I remember most of their names. I know that's weird, but I've always prided myself, which is, that's a weird thing to be proud of, but. Yeah, that's pretty cool. Uh, Mrs. Weikbrot. influential in your growing up. Absolutely. So that's a good thing to be proud of. And, and hopefully she gets to listen to this podcast. For and sure. she'll be like, oh, Joel Higgs. I remember that little chick. <laughs> Probably not, but I love that. <laughs> um, I do. I remember her specifically like asking us. We were first graders, you know. Yeah. We're what? That's like six, six years old. Yeah. Yeah. And Five, six, depending on when you yeah. started school. She asked me what I wanted to be when I grew up. And I said I wanted to be a golden retriever. Golden retriever. Golden retriever. You don't yep. have the markings for that. I don't. That. That's no, a shame. That, that did not work out for me, unfortunately. Uh, but it did quickly um, uh, upgrade, I guess, mm-hmm. to I wanted to be a vet. Nice. A veterinarian. Nice. And I was like, that's what I want to do. I want to be a vet. Nice. Which yeah. also didn't work out for me. No, it didn't. <laughs> well, I mean, you, you're vet adjacent. You yeah. are still working with animals. Absolutely. And I was going to point out just... If you wanted to be a golden retriever, what, did you have a golden retriever? Nope. Like, nope. I think Airbud was big oh, at the time. Oh yeah, so yeah. Like, fair enough. I was like, oh yeah, that's. I want to cool be that guy. Dog. Yeah, yeah. that guy. Airbud. Awesome. Yeah. I want to play basketball. <laughs> that's hilarious. And be a dog. <laughs> right. They can do anything. Yeah, he got a lot of pudding. I right? loved pudding. Oh, pudding is great. Yeah. <laughs> okay. So you didn't get a chance to be a vet. Did you go to school to study to be a vet? I did. I did. And um, in fact, my very first job, I was like, I'm going to prep. I'm going to prep to be a vet because this is what I want to do with my life. Yeah. And I was 16 and I got a job at the zoo. Nice. I was like just working up at like front ticket sales. Yeah. Because I was like, I really don't. Yeah. Yeah. I was like, I I know that I want to be a vet. This is my goal. And I know that I don't want to work with fast food because that's gross. Oh, all right. Yeah, I was like, I can't do food. Yeah. And if I'm going to work somewhere, and you know, the zoo is 15 minutes away from my house. And oh, I was that's like, this cool. Is great. Yeah. Um, so I did that in preparation to go to vet school. Yeah. Which great. Was, I was going to ask, what is your first job? That's one of my questions on here. Oh, so I'm sorry. You, no, please don't apologize. Yeah. What are you apologizing for? I know. Just, for jumping the gun on yep. my questions that you didn't know yep. were here? Getting a little Okay, good. Getting a little uh, Just making sure you know. Yeah. yeah that, that's nothing to apologize yes. for. Yes. So I originally went to That's really cool, though, that, that you were thinking that. ahead mm-hmm. in order to do that. Now, how long did you stay at the zoo? Like, um, did you stay there until you went to college? Yes. So I worked basically a month after I turned 16 until until I left at 18 um, to to go to school. Mm, Okay. Um, And unfortunately, my school was quite a bit 
further away. Not quite a bit. I mean, it was only like an hour and a half, but I'm not going to work. I'm not going to drive That's back far. and forth an hour and a yeah. half. As opposed you know, to 15 as minutes. Yeah. Right. Um, so I worked at the zoo, same zoo, Tulsa Zoo, um, from 16 to 18, and then went to college. Did you have a job when you were in college? Did you get I a did. job? I did. I worked the front desk of my dorm. Oh. Which did not go super well. Oh, no. Because they made me work like the 3 a.m. to like 9 a.m. shift. Ew. And I shouldn't have gone to college at 18 in the first place. Okay. Like I was not not ready to live on my own. Like I thought I was. Yeah. Um, we all do. We oh, all absolutely. Think we are. I was yeah. like, I'm ready because that was just the expectation. The expectation sure. was 18 years old. You go to this college or this college, and then you go and you graduate in four years, find your spouse in college, get a job. <laughs> find your spouse in get college. A, you know, <laughs> have the that kids. That was part of your plan, too. Yeah. yeah. Oh, it, w- it absolutely was. Did you, did you write was. it out for yourself at all? I must have. I must have, because I have uh, thought about this a lot in my life, that I, yeah. I have always had a very regimented, like, this plan. is the path that I want to do. I did absolutely no preparations or good, like, movement towards those goals. Mm -hmm. So, like, every time I didn't reach one of those, I was like, I'm a failure. But I was always like, this is, this is the how to be happy in life. Yeah. My best friend, Bernie, in Los Angeles, uh, he's my best friend in my 20s. And, I mean, he's still pretty close now. We, we call each other bro and sis still but he um he was exactly that and i was in my early 20s and he was like just barely 18 19 you know a very young snot-nosed kid knew everything and knew exactly what year he wanted to get married went how many kids he wanted this that and the other time and, and knew everything right all planned out and the the woman that he was with, she young woman, she went on her. Um, so uh, for the Jewish culture, you've got to go on your. Uh, I can't remember what it's called now, but it's you go on your your walk. You go yeah. to Jerusalem. You see the yes. the homeland. You you like, ruminate like a, about like your a religion. Religious and, sabbatical. Yeah, you have to go. Like you have to. It's a. It's not a walkabout, but no. it's a. Dang, I'm, I've got people yelling at it, <laughs> at it through the speakers at me right now. Somebody's going to text me after this episode airs, and they're going to text me exactly what it what is. is. Yeah. I get that a lot, too, and that's fine. I love it. I love the corrections. And um, anyways, she went off to that, her journey or whatever, and she broke up with him while she oh, was man. over there. But while she was over there, before she broke up with him, he was buying her stuff still. Oh, and, yep. and he'd take me shopping because we were about the same size. Mm-hmm. And, you know, here, uh, oh, yeah, this looks okay <laughs> on you. Like, I'm going to imagine you brunette, you know. Yeah. Like, yeah. oh, yeah, she'd look great in this. And I go, mm, pick this one. I know she likes this color more than that color. Like, you know, I was really helping him out there. And then I go, are you sure you want to, like, buy all this stuff for her before she gets back? Yeah, as soon as she gets back, I'm proposing. Like, I've got this whole plan. I'm like, cool, bro. I'm here for you. But at the, at the same time, so she dumps him. 
And I could be getting the timeline completely wrong, but it could have been when she came back or whatever. But regardless, she dumped him. And I remember the night that she dumped him because he came over. We drank a bottle of Aftershock <laughs> that was in my refrigerator, my, in my freezer. And so we had the crystals and everything. Yeah. And we just let MTV play. <laughs> and he just sobbed. And I was like, it's okay, Bernie. It's all right. Here's another shot. You yep. know. Aftershock was the fireball of our youth. Oh yeah. <laughs> so um, anyway, and I think for for someone who has that like plan, that yeah. like very you know Specific, no friends but yeah. white bread plan. Yeah. You know yeah. this this very this, specific. This, like, when one thing doesn't work out, you look at every step and you're like, now I'm behind everything. Yeah. If yeah. I you know. My girlfriend that I met in college broke up with me. Oof, the worst. Now I'm not. Now I'm not gonna get Find married. True love until X date. Right. It means that I'm gonna be. You know, my kids will have an older dad, and maybe I'm not the t-ball coach then. Right. Yeah. <laughs> oh it my all, gosh. It's yeah. like a domino effect. Yeah. Wild. It's brutal. And did you want to be a t-ball coach? Oh yeah, still yeah. do. Yeah, still do. Even though I'm going to be old dad. At I this mean, point. I mean, you could, still could. I still could. Know? I can be t-ball coach. Yeah. You Once they're in high school, I'll be coach. Even if they're, you don't. Have I'll kids. be like, no, I'll, I'll be drinking a a beer in the stands. Kind <laughs> I was of going to say an insurer. Like, <laughs> <laughs> drinking an insurer. Yeah. <laughs> Get that Activia, get and, you know, make sure you're solid for the, for the next day. Yep. Um, well, good. I'm, I'm glad you uh, are grown enough that you're, mm-hmm. you're willing to ebb and flow with the way life is changing for you. For oh, sure. I'm, I'm working on it. Good. I'm working on it. Good. Good. So your first job, ticket zookeeper, did you only have the one job when you were in... Um, High school? In college. In college? No, I worked a million jobs. So tell college. me a couple of them. Yeah. So I Did you started... have any at the same time? Oh, yeah. Yeah, I had oh, four yeah. jobs while I was also going to college. It was terrible. Yeah. So I started at this front desk, mm-hmm. and I had gotten into a, a serious, air quote, serious relationship at mm-hmm. this point. Yeah. I was living on my own for the first time working at this desk it was terrible hours mm-hmm. and this serious air quote serious yeah relationship this person was just a terrible person yeah, just they horrible yeah you know had no goals mm-hmm. wasn't going to school but like secretly living with me in my dorm room Ooh, oh it was scandalous. Oh, it was all sorts of bad but they were making no money and i was making like no money i'm working right. the, the 3 a.m to 9 a.m yeah. shift yeah, at my that's dorm like six hours yeah it's nothing yeah um, so I took on a second job and I started working at Best Buy. Oh, okay. Mm-hmm. Loved it. Loved Best Buy. I sold, uh, just like, I was like a floor salesperson, mm-hmm. you know, the really annoying TV people Yeah. who I'm like, Hey, what did you want? Inf- no, where are you going? Stop. I, <laughs> yeah. I don't work on commission. Right. Uh, but it's like, they, they know what they're doing. Just leave it alone. Um, right. so I worked there for a while as like my college career was crumbling around me, mm. like I said, should not have should not have gone to college at eighteen. I was not ready. Same. Yeah, um, same. But I realized then I was like, I don't need college. 
I'm I'm gonna do this my own way. Uh, but I was really concerned with how I was gonna be a successful person working a job that didn't require a college degree. Right. Because like my whole life, everyone, everyone in my family, all college people. Oh. All okay. college people. So I was like, yeah. this is the way. Right. I was like, this is This is how you do it. This is how you do it. So yeah. I was like, well, what can I James do? In here. Yeah. So left, obviously, I left school, and I was just working at Best Buy, and then I started selling cars at a Honda dealership, and that wow. was horrible. Mm-hmm. So I left Best Buy to sell cars, but then I was not making enough money to support me and my loser girlfriend <laughs> who couldn't keep a job. Um, yeah. <laughs> So I also started working at a She was a scrub. Oh, she was terrible. Yeah. Yeah. She is terrible. She actually, um, about like once a year, and it's been uh, 10 years. It's been 10 years. Yeah. Uh, Once a year, she tried to add me on Facebook. And I just leave her like in. Unfriended. Unfriended. But to where she's like wants to be my friend so I can look at her profile. Right. Just to be like, oh, thank God, I'm still so much more successful than you are. Um, yeah. It makes me feel better. She's a terrible person. All listeners out there. Um, Don't say horrible. her name, please. No, will <laughs> okay. not. But yeah. like stole my social security. Oh my God. Did like open a bunch of credit cards. My name. Yeah. Terrible person. Oh, that's worse. So I that's don't feel bad saying that. I'm okay. glad I'm more successful than her. Okay, good. Um, yeah. She's crime, crime yeah. adjacent. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah. So started working at U-Haul. So I was working at this car dealership while working part-time at the U-Haul, just like checking trucks back in. And then I left the car dealership because I was like, okay, I'm not good at selling cars. Mm. Because I knew the system, like even today when people are like, I'm going to buy a car. I'm like, oh, take me with you. I will will get you the price that you want because I know how it all works. But I was not good at selling cars because I wasn't about to be like, Hello, eighteen-year-old child. Get let out. me scam you. Yeah, let me <laughs> let me bury you under this car worth yeah. not as much as you're going to pay for it. Right. Um, so I was like, okay, I'm not in college. I'm not twenty-one. Mm-hmm. How am I going to have a successful successful life? So yeah, I was like, I'm going to be a police officer. Oh, wow! I know. What a job! <laughs> I know. What I'm going to be a police job. officer because that is a respectable. Yeah, respectable career. It sure is in those tight pants mm-hmm. and they're really cute Absolutely. uniforms. And, and in you get... Oklahoma City, you could go to the police academy and mm-hmm. you didn't have have didn't have to have a degree. Oh, nice! But you had to be twenty one, and I was oh, not twenty one. We so I was like, yet. okay, okay, what do I do? What do I do? What do I do? What do I do? So I is living in Stillwater. I was looking on Indeed, and I was like, maybe I could be like a security guard. Yeah. Didn't see anything because I was not certified right. in anything. Right. Um, but I found that the prison, like medium maximum facility prison mm-hmm. down in Cushing, was hiring. Oh. And you only had to be 18. Yeah, perfect. And you didn't have to have any qualifications whatsoever. Exactly. And I was like, perfect. Awesome. I was and like, I will that's be. That's like a jump skip into law absolutely. enforcement. For I was sure. like, this will be my stepping stone into being a police officer. Yeah. Which saying that now seems so weird because like I can't ew. imagine you as a police officer. No, I'd be a terrible cop. Although the police officers at the Castle of Muskogee 
I absolutely adore. Oh, they're so They cool. are so fun to play with. I bet I bet it's a fun gig. Being like, can I have the castle right, shift? Right. There's one four of them specifically that I I interact with multiple times in a day. Yes. Yeah. And it's it's just a hoot. Oh, they're super cool. But I yeah. would be a terrible cop. I just yeah. would. I'd be like because I was not a super great <laughs> correctional officer. Oh. I liked it. Yeah. And I worked there for for um, What did you do when you worked at, at a jail? So I or a facility, I guess. It was a prison. It, yeah, I would prison. never work in jail. Ever. Okay. Like having my experience, I would I would work in prison again. I would never work in jail. What's the difference between jail and prison? Please tell me and all of my listeners who might not know. <laughs> so how the prison that I worked at was laid out was like there were buildings and everyone lived in specific buildings. So like there was Alpha Building, uh, Bravo Building, Charlie Building, Delta, all the way to uh, Omega. Not that far. Dang. Not that far. I thought I was going to be smart. Phi. Alpha, Beta, Gamma, Delta, Epsilon, Zeta, Eta, Theta, Iota, Kappa, Lambda. Not Greek. So it was more like military. Anyway, I was just making out. No, no, it was good. I was no. I'm, I'm impressed. <laughs> I do not know my Greek alphabet. Thanks. Um, I only know that from college. <laughs> see, I was about yeah. to be like, I didn't yeah. go Greek, so I never had to memorize yeah. it yeah. deep in some basement. Yeah. With a I was in an honor society. In it wasn't oh. even in a sorority. Like, it was not all like... Not even a cool Greek. No. It <laughs> was, nerd Greek. It was so, such a theater nerd geek. <laughs> Greek. Yeah. Um, yeah. So how the prison was laid out is there's always these, all these buildings, but they're mm-hmm. separated. And right. they all have gates around them, even though the whole place is like one big, huge fence. Giant fence, yeah. And then each building Each building, was building has its own little fence. Right. And that was separated from like the administration building. And during the training, they talked about hostage situations. Fun. If, and I worked for the longest time, I worked in Charlie building. I worked in Charlie North. Great. And there was 120 offenders in Charlie North, 120 offenders in Charlie South. Wow. And it's similar for each kind of building. Okay. No. They couldn't have. Anyway. Um, <laughs> um, and I was just a correctional officer. But I worked nights. So I worked 6 p.m. to 6 a.m. So I worked 12 hours. It was shift. rough. It was yeah. rough. The hours were really the only thing. Looking back, I'm like, that's a no deal. Yeah. Um, but... In a hostage situation, if if there's a hostage situation in Alpha building, mm-hmm. it doesn't really affect me. Sorry, you know, I'm not in danger. Yeah, right. Because I'm in Charlie building. You know, I'm I'm away from that building. I can get out. Whatever. Jail typically is a multi-story building, and every floor is a different section. Oh, right. Okay. So, like third floor might be. You know, male medium floor two, and floor three is like male medium three, up and up and up and up. If I'm working floor five, and there's a hostage situation on floor three, now I'm a hostage. Yeah, everybody, like above everyone above. How do you get out? Hostage, yeah, yeah. So that's why I would never work jail. Gotcha. And plus, just the temperaments of people um, incarcerated are very different. In prison, they've been in the system for long enough that they've gone through their trial. They've been charged. They've been sentenced. The initial 
pain and anger of being arrested and being tried and being charged it has already passed. Gotcha. You're like, okay, well, I'm in prison now. You know, some and some of those dudes have been there for decades and yeah. will be there for decades. Which sucks. And yeah. in jail, everything is like fresh and like just Raw boiling under and... the surface. Yeah. So I would never yeah. work in jail. Yeah. But um, question at hand, worked at a prison to try to be a police officer mm-hmm. and was eventually transferred to the medical unit in which I was the medical officer. So I went to even with no even with no college, no no training. (laughs) I didn't do any of the medical stuff. I was just like I accompanied the nurses. Yeah, (laughs) like like if there was a maximum inmate, okay, they couldn't be with like the doctor alone. It would have to be me, the doctor, the inmate. Gotcha. And if for whatever reason I needed to step out, I'd be like, I'm so sorry, doctor. I need you to step out with me because I need to step out. Gotcha. So I became the medical officer for a number of months, but it means it, it means that I responded to all of the emergencies, mm-hmm. like medical emergencies. Yeah, because you have to accompany the doctors and nurses. Yeah, to and whatever it is. So if somebody's faking it, sure, you got to be there. Absolutely. Or if they're reeling it, yeah, got to be there. And I ended up seeing a lot of stuff that I was like, nope, nope. Blue collar work is not for me. Yeah. So I moved home wow. all the way to Tulsa and went back to school. Yeah. Because I was like, nope, nope. And when I moved back to Tulsa, I was like, well, even though I'm going to go to school, I need a part-time job. In the meantime, yeah, I guess I'll just go back to the zoo. <laughs> so I went back to the zoo. Nice. And What did you do when you went back? Like, tickets. Tickets again. I did okay. tickets and memberships. Okay. Tickets and, and memberships. Um, and I worked at the front part-time while I struggled my way through school uh, for years. Years and years. Wow. And I started to realize, I was like, the first time I went to school, I was like, I want to be, be a vet. And then I was like, oh, absolutely not. I hate school. Mm. This is terrible. Yeah. I'm not going to be a vet. That's so much more school than just like normal school. Yeah. And so when I came back to Tulsa, I was like, well, then I'll be a vet tech and started to go to school to be a vet tech. Okay. And while I was working at the zoo, I got a part-time job, another part-time job because I'm sick like that. I have to work. Yeah. It's like I have to have a, a job and something to do. Um, and I started working in a, like just a, a, a vet clinic, just running their kennels. Mm-hmm. And after like three months of that, I was like, oh, no, yeah. <laughs> no, this yeah. is not the life for me. I do not want to be a vet. I don't want to be a vet tech. No, yeah. I'm not, a, I'm not about that. So I was just going to school for like, just, I was going to community college. I was like, I don't really know what I want to do. But I like science, so I'm just going to stay in that field because I'm good at it. Nice. Um, while working at the zoo part-time. Yeah. yeah. And selling them ticks. Selling them ticks. Yeah. Selling them memberships. Mm-hmm. By the way, anyone listening, you should get <laughs> a membership to your local zoo. Definitely. It pays for itself so quickly. Yeah. And it's, you know, go spend the whole day just walking around. Um, but... So I did that for a long time while I like struggled through college. Wow. 
And then it came the opportunity, and not the opportunity, but like it came to the point in my life where I was like, okay, I'm no longer in community college because the community, because Tulsa Community College said, you cannot be here anymore. Mm-hmm. Like you have to move on or you're never going to get a degree. Yeah. So they're like, you've, you've finished two of these associates. You, you, do you want to do another one? Because you're never going to get a bachelor's here. It's not, yeah. a, not, not a possibility. Yeah. And I was like, mm, fine, I'll leave. <laughs> but I still didn't really, still didn't really know what I wanted to do. So I was like, oh, wow. I have a associates in uh, biology. I will go back to Oklahoma State, which is where I went the first time. Mm-hmm. And I was like, I will, I'll, I'll go back to do something biological. And looked at it and realized that the only biology that didn't, at the time, didn't require calculus was microbiology. Oh, so wow. I was like, that's it. That's what I'm going <laughs> to do. Um, so went to Oklahoma State, uh-huh. commuted. Wow. Sometimes some semesters every day. Wow. To to Stillwater from Tulsa. Which to I'm get my is pretty far. It's about an hour and a half. That's not too bad. You know? Yeah. So three hours a day. It's not yeah. terrible. Yeah. Um I don't recommend it. Right. But I did not want to live in Stillwater. I liked living for free with my parents. My parents are kick for ass. Sure. Yeah. They were like, by all means, your sure. number one priority should be school. So I was like, Yeah, that's yeah. great. Um but kept working at the zoo for all that time. Nice. And as like I was finishing my degree, slowly but surely, I was like, "All right, I've got to, I've got to pick a direction." Mm-hmm. And I was like, "I don't really want to do research, mm-hmm. which was like one arm of microbiology, mm-hmm. and I definitely do not want to go to med school, which mm-hmm. was like the other arm because that's more school. Yeah, and more school. Gross. Yeah, <laughs> can't do it. Can't do it." Uh, so I was like, you know what? I'm going to just move up where I'm at at the zoo. I'm just going to move up on this business side. Okay. And I tried. Um, sorry, gosh. I tried mm-hmm. multiple times with multiple different kind of upward mobility movements. Mm-hmm. And, it, and they just never worked out for me. Um, and I got really hurt about it. Because I was like, I love this place so much. What do I have to do to move up? Like, yeah. I'm trying. Yeah. I'm trying and I'm trying and I'm trying. And they just keep saying no. Right. Like, they would, and I still love them. Yeah. I Obviously, I worked for them today. Yeah. I yeah. love the company. And mm-hmm. they were always so supportive. But there's always someone better. And right. I was just like, oh, gosh. There's always somebody who had a degree in the whatever. Well, sure. or they had Absolutely. experience just a little else, bit so. more than I provided, which is you know hindsight looking back, that's totally fine. Yeah. But I had gotten really, really bitter about it. Yeah. Like every time I was coming to work, I was just was not happy. I started working for people that I didn't necessarily want to work for because I right. wanted to be that person. Right. Yeah. So in. March of 2020, Ooh, dun, dun, I was dun. laid off. Oh, you I, were part of I was the part time. Off. So yeah. we were all laid off. The, yeah. They, and it allowed them to keep all of the full time staff, which is so much more than the part time staff, on like 
to continue working. Right. Was unfortunately they did have to lay off the part time staff. Of course. Which, um, funny story. If we have time for a funny story, please do. Yeah, we have my, all the time that you want to talk. My boss, um, at the time, uh, loved the guy. He called me. And he was like, "Hey, got some bad news." You know, obviously, Zoo World is kind of shutting down. Mm-hmm. And I was like, yep. And he was like, unfortunately, we're going to have to lay you off. Mm-hmm. And I was like, yeah, I kind of saw that coming. You know, it is what it is. And again, I was real bitter at the time because yeah, I didn't get to move up. And I was like, Fine. Super angry. Yeah. And, um, but he but he had said, he was like, HR told me that they're working on a letter for you to send to like unemployment. So just want to let you know that. And I was like, great, cool, awesome. Literally hung up the phone and I signed up for unemployment five minutes later. I was like, I don't need a letter. The unemployment office will send a letter to the zoo saying, Hey, did you lay this person off? And the zoo will say, yes, I did. Right. Right. And that was like March 15th. I remember the day. Yeah. It was very specifically in my mind. <laughs> yeah. 15th was a Monday. It was, a, it was Monday. Yeah. And. I know specifically for that too. I have a. Yeah. Yeah. And so. Which meant that I filed unemployment just like slightly before thousands of people filed for unemployment. Yeah. Which means mine went through pretty quickly. And oh. then there was like a whole bunch of people. So a whole bunch of people kind of waited because they were like, HR is going to give us this letter. And then, oh my you gosh. know, so they waited and waited and waited and they filed for employment and then it, they just stalled Yeah, because the all, unemployment office was, was overwhelmed, overwhelmed and they, yeah. you know, just nothing was working. So I got in slightly before. Nice. Good but I was job. working part time, you know, so I wasn't, I wasn't getting a ton, but enough right. to, you know, get me by. Especially if you were living with your parents at the Absolutely. time. And, yeah. I had no no real responsibilities. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, super nice. Uh, but then the government was like, uh-oh, all of these people don't have jobs because yeah. the world has stopped. Yeah. Let's give them $600 a week to continue living. Yeah. And I was getting un- unemployment, so I ended up getting $600 a week, more than I had ever made. Wow. It, ever. Because yeah. I had only ever worked part-time other than when I worked at the prison. Right. Um, so I started getting just like Some good all money. this money. Yeah. And I started tapping into hobbies that I never had the time or the financial upstart to start. Yeah. Like what? So I started doing... It's, doesn't really have a really great title but i just call it uh like crafting in like models so i started building models because i had watched all of these youtubers do like these really cool models but they had you know they had the stuff Mm. because you don't just buy the stuff you can't just buy like you know a small um miniature pie you know one piece of of tree you have to buy like the whole bag of flocking and they had like the cool like static grass applicator that was like you know over a hundred dollars and like sure you could use like a grass mat but i was like i want the static grass because it stands up 
So I just had a ton of time and I was a ton of money that I didn't Mm -hmm. normally have. Mm -hmm. So I started getting into this model making and I started to really experiment with, with using different plastics and using uh, trash. I still save cool plastic trash because I'm like, this would be a really cool robot leg or this would be an, (laughs) an awesome, you know, stagecoach base you know yeah, something like that yeah. i do that still to this day i'm like oh cool cool trash cool um, put it in my pocket and i Notice. just have you know bag of trash don't chill gin it's hidden all right um, i won't tell yeah um so i started doing this crafting and, and making just stuff using a lot of like epoxies and and different materials and just really getting into it and i loved it cool i loved it i at one point i had started like before this, I had started um, listening to people playing Dungeons and Dragons. Yeah. And I loved it. And then when I joined the festival, I found people that actually wanted to play Dungeons and Dragons yeah. with me. Because I have friends, because that's why I joined festival. Because I was an adult <laughs> who didn't have any friends, because I was yeah. commuting to college. Right. Um, right. And I was like, oh my gosh, these people want to play D&D with me? That's awesome. Yeah. And I was like, well, I have to go get a mini Right. To represent my character. Of course. Well, now I have to get all the paints to paint my yes, mini. of course. And I would love to put my mini in this, like, cool scene, which led me to all these YouTube videos. And I was like, oh, this seems super cool. But I don't have the means to or time to do any of this. Mm-hmm. So when I was laid off and kind of college was put on, like, a weird pause mm-hmm. for that last semester, I was like, well, I have nothing else to do. So I started to make stuff. And as the world continued in the post times mm-hmm. of that time, yeah. it was like, okay, I finished my degree out in online. Wow. I finished my degree nice. in my bedroom. Yeah. My final, final, I took at home. Wow. Um, and it was great. Yeah. That is, as a person who has dealt with ADHD their whole life doing those classes at home was amazing. I didn't have to drive to Stillwater. I didn't have to like be there. I was like, I could just do it at home and then immediately play a game or something. It was great. So I finished my degree. And at this time I had told the zoo, I was like, Hey, I'm finishing my degree. Just letting you guys know. I'm going to start looking for a a full-time job. Clearly, there is no upward movement for me here because Mm -hmm. all of those doors that I tried to go through, they'd all close for me, which is fine. Oh, my gosh. I had my bitter time, Mm -hmm. and I was laid off, which means when I came back, I was fresh. I was like, great. This is everything is fine again. I've let go of a lot of anger. That's um, good. Yeah, absolutely. You, you put that emotion into the models. Absolutely. You know, for sure. Absolutely. And I think getting away from the zoo forcibly was kind of a breather. Yeah. Because I was like, okay, no, I, I actually really do want to want to be there. But, you know, there's nowhere, there's no more upward movement for me. Let's just continue working part-time. Let's finish my degree, whatever. 
So when I told him, hey, I'm finishing my degree, I'm going to be starting looking for another job, they offered, they were like, we are going to take some of the ticketed membership people and make them full-time. Are you interested in that? Ooh. And I was like, well, I have a couple months left in my degree, so sure. I mean, why not? Mm-hmm. You know, I have a class left <laughs> right. because I waited my entire degree to take my last semester of Spanish. Oh. <laughs> and I was like, I have one class, so sure, yeah, I'll work full-time. Nice. Benefits, much more money. Right. Heck yeah, right. sounds like yeah. a deal. So I worked up front, full-time, selling memberships. Like, I still sold tickets sometimes, but they more relied on me to do the memberships, which I was really good at. Great. And I could not find a job to save my life. It was like the point of time where everyone was trying to find a job. They're trying to recover from um, the pandemic and like... It, it was hard. I mean, I looked, I probably sent in at least a hundred applications in like a three month period. And I was, I was digging deep, you know, right. I was applying for anything, everything that related to, to kind of my degree. Cause yeah. I'm like, I spent all that time, right? you know, okay. and one day I'm, I'm sitting in the, like the main information building sitting there. I was answering phones that day and a friend of mine who I'd worked with, um, in the past, he had started kind of the exact same way. He had started in the ticket office when he was 16, Mm -hmm. went to school, moved away, worked at, um, a zoo in Tennessee and had moved back to come work back here and at he was the Tulsa working Zoo. at yeah. the Tulsa Zoo. That's great. You know, home zoo. And yeah. he was working in the marketing department, which worked really closely with the exhibits department. Mm-hmm. And exhibits for the longest time had this job called production technician, just like sitting open on our career page, like the longest time. And I was like, why isn't this getting filled? Yeah. And I looked at it and I was like, man, half of this job sounds awesome. You get to make stuff, you get to build, you know, pieces for exhibits, and you get to be a part of, like, the design, and super cool. Yeah. But but they had this, like, requirement, like, job requirement. You have to know how to use a Roland XR640 Souljet printer, 63-inch large format printer, and be able to use this specific laminator. And I was like, I don't know. Well, there. Well, there goes that. I don't know how to. Do, I yeah. don't even know what that means. It's like, I don't know dear do Google. Yeah. <laughs> what is this printer? Give me the owner's manual. Exactly. I will now learn you. So, Thank you. So I never went for it. Oh. Because I was okay. like, you got to know that know. stupid you printer, and I don't know that printer, and yeah. I don't know anything about that. But I was like, the building part sounds super cool. You know, I used to be yeah. in theater in high school, and I know how to okay. do set design and mm-hmm. and um, all that. I don't know how to print. So I never went for it. And I, and my buddy came in one day and I was like, hey, I was like, how is this job not taken? And he was like, well, I just haven't found the right fit. You should go for it. And I was like, I don't know how to work this big thing. Yeah. And he was like, that doesn't matter. (laughs) They will teach you how to use the big thing. Exactly. Just go for it. And I was like, well, I am trying to find a job. 
but this job has nothing to do with my degree and i'm and i am up for this other job being a um, health inspector Ooh. i was like i kind of have this in the back burner but i was like well it couldn't hurt right to have Are they going to say no yeah, again exactly. of course duh so i applied for it and went through a couple interviews and then i got two offers the same day one for that uh, production tech job and then another for health inspector. Wow. Health inspector absolutely utilized my degree. I had a specialty in, in pathogenic bacteria. Whoa. Um, started off a lot more money. You know, I was working for the government, so I'd have all those whatever. Yeah, government benefits. Or I could stay at the zoo Working for this cool nonprofit, making nonprofit money, building stuff for animals. And I had gotten the um, health inspector offer early that morning. Oh, so and it I came said, in first? Yes. And I was like, Oof. I didn't say yes. I said, I was like, Awesome. I'm still, it came I was in like, first. Let me, though. Yeah, okay. it came in yeah. first. And I was like, yeah. Let me think. I have a few other jobs that I'm waiting for. Give me until tomorrow. And they were like, absolutely. Sure, yeah. whatever you yeah. do. And I was like, great. When I got the call for this production tech job, they were like, we want to offer you this job. And I had prepared myself, I was fully prepped to be like, I have another offer on the table. Let me review both. Right. I was prepared to say that. Mm-hmm. And as soon as they're like, we would love to offer you this job, I was like, yes, we, yes, I can start <laughs> immediately. <laughs> oh, wow. <laughs> you know? I was I like, this your is, passion was. Yes. Yeah. I was like, this yeah. is what I want to do. Nice. No, it has nothing to do with bacteria. It has nothing to do with this. I mean, but there's I to bacteria stay. there. Yeah, there's, oh, there's still bacteria there. Yeah, so um, it's not nothing Yeah, to do and I was it. like, but I get to stay with this company that I love, and I get to move up and yeah. move, move on to a different thing, and I get to build things, and building things are so cool. And I get to kind of make cool decisions about what what this should look like and what that should look like. And Sweet. And, it, and that kind of started my whole journey down this down this path yeah so i know that was a lot no that's Um, great i love it It it's a great story but had it not been had i not gotten laid off in 2020 yeah and was allowed to get over my bitterness from not getting a different job Mm -hmm. at the same company i probably would have left yeah and And you would probably be a health i would probably be a health inspector which yeah. hindsight that sounds terrible <laughs> like going into someone's pride and joy restaurant right you know they they bust ass to provide what they think is super good mm-hmm. super creative super artistic vary them on a plate and me just being like mm, your mayo is too warm <laughs> i'm gonna have to find you that sounds right. terrible right, right? <laughs> like, well it's it's interesting when I was just at Sherwood Forest Fair in Texas, mm, and yeah. I was working in a kitchen, like I, yeah. I gross food. I mean, again. yeah, but I needed a job. I wanted sure. a job, and they were hiring. And um, 
I wasn't wenching there. I wasn't, uh, uh, I just, I was helping out a friend and who needed a position filled and I wanted the job. So um, I remember when the health inspector came in, she was adorable. Just this <laughs> cute little blonde, little, little round face and just like so happy and, and uh and my boss is austrian and and he has a very dry <laughs> sense of humor and he talks like arnold schwarzenegger so he's very like what you don't want this over here like <laughs> don't mind the, the dirt on the floor and she'd be like oh i understand you're working outdoor environments and well, I'd, I'd get rid of the flies but there's no point you know it's, oh that's fine like it was just really cute how she was so bubbly and like I, you could tell she she liked being able to go in this fun weird yeah. location and see everything different and how they all worked and yeah and she was, it, i mean it sounds yeah. like a super fun job yeah but i'm glad that i ended up on the path that i ended up yeah for not sure necessarily that path for sure yeah yeah good job thank you you're welcome yeah. and who's to say you know you might use your your degree somewhere else not everybody uses their degree though no for for anything i'm finding that out (laughs) i mean with this podcast for sure to me it was definitely like i i absolutely love the education i got i Mm -hmm. love the things in let me preface yeah i love the things in my degree Mm -hmm. that i learned Mm -hmm. there's a reason that i waited my last semester to take Spanish too, <laughs> because I was just like, I don't love this. Right. I didn't love taking comp one and comp two. Yeah. And I didn't love taking government. It's never, it's just never been my thing, but everything mm-hmm. that I love that I learned microbiology and science wise. You loved it. I loved it. Yeah. I, do, I absolutely do. Yeah. I got to be a part of some really cool research projects. For uh, sure. And my name's on a few, like scientific journals out Ooh. there, which I think is super neat. Yeah. Um, yeah. I did a lot of bioinformatic work, cool. which I'm very proud of. And I do, when there is an occasion that I can bring a little bit of that into any conversation, mm-hmm. I do. Nice. When, you know, we're having a conversation at the lunch table where it's like, how long can you leave food out yeah. and still safely consume it? More than you think. Yeah. More than you think. It'll be fine. Yeah. You can leave your food out for a couple hours and you'll be fine. Oh, yeah. It does. I leave bacteria it out for way longer than that. grow that fast. Yeah. You I, I leave it for way longer than a couple hours. Yeah. But I'll be like, well, you can leave it out because I know that at some point I'm going to lose that knowledge I'm not using it. Right. You know, right. I'm not using not it. So I'm like, it. I'm going to force it where I can because dang <laughs> yeah. it, I have the degree. Yeah. You should um, use it for what you can. Yeah. But I think college degrees these days are so much more of a, this is my foot in the door to whatever. Right. It is. Right. right. The fact that having a degree is a requirement. Here you go. You don't even I have to have a degree for no, whatever it is no. that you're doing. That's the wild thing about yeah. degrees. I always thought you had to have, you know, if I got a theater arts degree for education, theater arts Rough. education, 
I would have to teach theater. because that was theater arts the, education degree. Right. But yeah. nope, I could have a theater arts education degree and then go into science. <laughs> you sure. know, if I absolutely, it's all. It's, it's just a just, foot in. Oh, the do you have a degree? Yeah, yeah. I do. Surprise. Yes, <laughs> I have a degree and a lot of student debt. Thank yeah, <laughs> I learned more things than just high school. Yeah. Yay. <laughs> yeah. So it's crazy. Um, so what about any, you've talked a lot about your jobs that you've had. Um, did you have any odd jobs? I would say for for the bulk of your career, the corrections, the microbiology stuff, um, the ticket taking at a zoo, I would think all of those are kind of Ah, uh, there's never been like one through like some people when they are a musician, for example, they like they get all musician jobs and then sure. they work. The odd job is working in a restaurant for one summer or whatever. Yeah. So um, I'm, I'm guessing that your odd job would be the Renaissance Fair. I think so. Yeah. Yeah, I definitely think. Um, and I And I had no intention of it becoming a job. And I like the fact that to me it's still still not a job. Still fun, yeah. Still so much fun. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's very expensive hobby, yeah. Because yeah. I have so little self control when it comes to like <laughs> leather pouches. Mm, yeah, you know, go to a Renaissance fair. I have enough leather pouches. I have enough. Yeah. But I still look at the new ones, and I'm like, they're, they're pretty. I could this. It smells so good. <laughs> it looks so pretty. I don't yeah. need it. I no. don't need it. No. I have to tell myself that. You could always donate one of your old leather pouches to, <gasps> let's say, no. rescue. Oh, and, I totally could. for an auction and make some money for a charity. I could. You know? I do. I do. I, we, me and my um, fiancé. Ooh, fiance! Yes, my fiance, that's fiance, ex- fiance. Yes, okay, that's exciting. Congratulations. We thank you. Um, when we bought our house, we were moving. We went through a whole big clean out process of like mm-hmm. all of our stuff. Yeah. Really, I made her. I made her sit down, and I held things in front of her face, and I was like, "Is this important? Is it? Is it? Is yeah, it?" I need that. And she yeah. had to be like, "No." And I'd be like, "This stuffed bunny." She's like, okay. I love that stuffed bunny. And I'm like, because it has sentimental value? And she was like, of course it has sentimental value. I'm like, who gave it to you? When's the last uh, time you looked at it? Mm. <laughs> What's its name? Ooh, and I'd be like, bun bun. we're donating this. Thank you so much. <laughs> yeah. But we have totes and totes. And she wishes they weren't totes. Yeah. But I'm like, no, nope, they don't need to take up closet space. Totes. Of just random costuming. Yeah. Costuming of every variety. Mostly Renaissance Fair. Mm-hmm. Mostly like, you know, Tudor era mm-hmm. clothing. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Um, but, you know, Totes multiple lederhosen. I have multiple lederhosen. <laughs> she has dirndls and wow. we have cyberpunk costumes and we have, I have a cowboy thing, which really, to me, is not a costume. I, I love my boots, and <laughs> okay. I like my hat. Um, well, you are in Oklahoma, <laughs> that is, so, yes. I mean, it is I just regular I did not attire. Up, I grew up in a suburb, but, yeah. um, but we just have so much stuff Yeah, that 
every year I find new stuff to be like, hello, first year person. Yeah. Here's all of this stuff because I don't need it. That's great. And then every year I buy more stuff so that the next year I can get rid of all the other stuff. <laughs> right, right. That's pretty cool, though, that you're paying it forward to somebody just starting out. Yeah. That's really helpful. I always try. I always now, try. the Castle of Muskogee has um, two other events. They have a Halloween event and they have a, a Christmas event. Now, you had mentioned earlier that you have a Halloween event for the zoo. So I'm guessing that you're not part of the Halloween event for the Castle of Muskogee. So interesting. Traditionally, no. I've never been a part of what they call Haunted. I've never been a part of Haunted Mm -hmm. with the Castle of Muskogee. It never lined up with my work schedule. Mm -hmm. And then by the time that I really got into Renaissance Fair, I was like, meh. That's just not for me. It's yeah. a different environment, different, just uh, different everything. I yeah, mean, different a, everything. I mean, different space even because they, they they utilize part of where I'm camping at, for sure. example. Oh yeah, for, absolutely. For part of the the haunts. So. And when I was working part time, I did often work the weekends. Oh no! Nice. And I would have to, and I would definitely have to work the weekends because I would say, "Hey, coworkers." amazing people it's almost spring which means i'm gonna be taking a lot of weekends off right. for the renaissance festival so i will work all the weekends that you guys don't want to work um so traditionally halloween has never been a time that i was available because we have halloween event at the, at the zoo. zoo yeah but now that i work monday through friday mm. that doesn't necessarily change when halloween comes around Mm. because I do all of that prep work before the event begins. And then once it begins, it's pretty self-sufficient. Yeah. You know, it runs. So it changes sometime. Okay. But I think it runs Friday, Saturday, Sunday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday of the last two weeks of October. Well, and I work Friday, but I make sure things aren't broken. In the Mm -hmm. place that I am responsible for, I make sure everything works. I make Mm -hmm. sure it looks good. And then I leave it, and it's great. It works all weekend. I come in on Monday. I turn everything off so that, you know, random school children don't wander into the haunted house and are scared. (laughs) Yeah. So I do, I have the availability now. Yeah. And so a lot of people this year are talking about working haunted and Jen, my fiance, my fiance, fiance, my fiance. Yeah. She worked haunted for a long time. Oh yeah. That's before, before, like before I knew her. Nice. And she loved, she loved it. Yeah. And now that everyone's talking about working haunted and as much as I like my weekends in which I don't see anyone (laughs) at all. I don't know. I might work on it. I cool. pro. I pro. No, I. I will. I if nice. if my friends work on it, I will work on it. Nice. Which will it'll be my first haunted. So. It's in a podcast now, so it's now forever. I know. So yeah. I'm sorry. They're gonna listen to this. And be they're like, gonna listen, and they're gonna said. be like, oh, they're gonna razz you about it. I know. You're in. Yeah. You're in now. Yeah. You've committed. It's so. basically like signing your your name in blood on a contract. For sure. That's what a podcast is. Yeah. Do you not see the. 
it's the glowing. contract right there. Yeah. It's, it's glowing and sparkling yeah. in front of us. I know the listeners can't see it, but it's there. Right. It yeah. is. It is. <laughs> uh, so what about Christmas then? The Christmas is holiday. different. I don't know. Christmas is, is, is Christmas more... only in the castle. I, that's what I gather. That's so, what I gather from like pictures and stuff, but I don't really know. So like the, I think you can drive. So you, there's a drive through. Oh, that's right. Portion. You drive through that. You drive told me through about that. grounds. Yeah. Which are decorated. And, and they've then got it's like, decorated and there's um, lights and there's blow ups. Like yeah. every, every Christmas blow up that has ever been produced ever. ever. Yeah. You can find at the Castle Muskogee during Christmas time. That's awesome. And you drive through the mall and then you can Don't park. Don't drive through the blow ups. Don't they, drive through the blow ups. Yeah, you but drive, you drive by through, them. Drive by them. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but then Just you can sure at the that end. They don't <laughs> encourage some bad behavior when they when they visit during the holidays. Um. <laughs> that that would yeah, that's pretty funny. But I'm I mean like every blow up. Yeah, that's imagine. amazing. That's there's great. a there's a Will Ferrell elf oh, blow yeah. up buddy, buddy that I elf. take a picture with often. Sometimes we'll yeah. do like sight walks. Oh, nice! Um, to like be like, okay, this needs to be looked at. This needs to be looked at. Yeah. And there's always this like Buddy the Elf, cool. and I've always taken a picture with him. Um, but then you can go inside the castle as yeah. well, and they have like there's a like a not. Uh, you pick your stuffed animal skin, and they stuff it there. Oh, kind of like a build a bear. Kind of like a build a bear, yeah. but not. You know, right? And right. they have like a whole bunch of different cool things. So they have like that station, and That's they have neat. like just the like the whole back room. Kind of yeah, yeah, neat. And like the whole back room is just filled with Christmas stuff that you can buy. Nice. You know, like bulk um, ornaments and and Whoa. just. You know, every you Christmas for your tree, star, you want everything. Gifts, you want whatever. It's all yeah. the wrapping paper. Sweet. Everything. And then you can meet, like, Santa mm-hmm. and stuff. I think that's just, like, the castle staff. Oh, okay. That do all of that. That's amazing. I'm not even sure. I'm sure they have volunteers. Mm-hmm. But there's not, like, not, like. It's not as big as, Not, like, like the, the Renaissance, Renaissance Fair, Fair or Haunted. There's right. no, like, street you know, Street just atmosphere. a bunch of elves. Yeah. Elves in Santa's yeah. village. I think that'd be really fun, though, to be an elf. It, it would be. Yeah. Now that I've said it out loud, it does sound, does sound super fun. Yeah. Um, but when, when I was, I worked at Universal Studios uh, a few years ago, not very long ago. I was in my late 30s. That's fun. Yeah. I was um, one of the Gru girls. So from Despicable Me, I was one of, I was. I played two different ones of the the orphans, the sisters. I was primarily Edith, the middle one, yeah. with the pink, yeah. the one who you know she's going to be a lesbian when she grows 100%. up. 100%. Yeah, Hundo P. And then I was also Margot sometimes. But because we have to be a certain height for those fuzzy characters, and the um, it's universal, so we had the Chucky character, all the on all the haunted, you know, Dracula, Frankenstein, all those. So various universal sizes. monsters. Yeah, all the universal monsters. Yeah. Um, but Chucky was part of that, and uh, and of course all of the Despicable Me um, minions. Mm-hmm. They all had to be a certain height requirement, and so I thankfully got to work with some really and grew 
grew is he's huge. He's tall. Oh, I can imagine. Tall and skinny. Yeah. And so I got to work with some really interestingly sized humans and got to be really good friends. Oops, sorry. Uh, got to be really good friends with a couple of them. And I'm still in contact with one specifically, Pam. She's amazing. And I absolutely love her. She does, now she does back uh, uh, stand-in work for kids. So oh, when you cool. see a kid in a TV show or a movie, yes. somebody like has to be their stand-in. The behind person? No, the person who, when when the crew is setting up the lights, oh, yes. they're the stand-in. Like the prep. Like yeah. We're getting everything. We need you to stand in your mark. Yeah. For so, this child. Yeah. So like so let's this child start doesn't whatever get yeah, whatever the hungry. um what's your favorite movie? Oh wow. Uh sorry. What's a movie that you can name right now? That has children? No, just any movie. Uh what's uh, the first movie that comes to mind? Titanic. Great, Titanic. So in Titanic there's uh the old woman who's telling her mm-hmm. story, right? Well, they're not going to pay that old woman to sit in a chair while they set up the lights and make sure the camera is in the right spot and the the you know getting all the the medical the tape like the, the sure. number you know getting the lens in the right spot all that they're not going to have her doing that she's going to be in her trailer or getting hair and makeup done or maybe having lunch or you know hydrating or going over her lines somewhere else they have a stand-in for that and that stand-in usually has a similar um, skin tone or will get made up to look similar, uh, but they don't want to spend too much on hair and makeup because they're not being seen. Right. So um, if they don't have the same hair color, they'll just use a wig, uh, but they'll often give them a sweater, like a, a cardigan of whatever it is that that person's going to be wearing. So you don't get to have the same shirt as the lead actor or the same you know they're not going to be wearing the exact same items but you'll wear like a shawl that is blue because sure. their dress is blue you yeah. know and it's the same blue uh they try to match it as best like sweaters of the rainbow right so you get like a cardigan of their colors and um you, they try to you get to wear usually your own stuff especially for the underneath but they do try to match the color on top the best they can or they'll say, come in a gray tank top and a blue overshirt. And then you come in, you have the wrong blue, whatever. They give you a new <laughs> one. So she does that for kids because she's shorter in stature. She is the height so cool. of a middle a middle school age child. Yeah. So that's really, really awesome. She just wrapped a show. And I forgot why we were talking about this. Oh, elves. Elves. And, Christmas elves. Uh, yeah, there's a, another woman that i know who she's from britain and she her mom has a casting agency for smaller statured people and that's what they do is they like that's 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 their primary business elves? no no oh, just smaller elves, just people. just smaller stature roles yes. like you um you need a, a smaller stature you know, a certain height requirement for sure. this particular role here you go. We've got your person, you know, and I think that's really, really interesting. All but, the Danny DeVito rules. Right. Exactly. Yeah. Or uh, Peter Dinklage. Yeah, you know, absolutely. Um, so me and, and two other friends, we all auditioned for the Christmas for the universal Christmas thing. Cause they do a, 
Universal Horror Nights, and then they do a Universal Christmas right, Nights. Right, right, And that's like extra. So we we were already doing the daily work, and then we yeah. wanted to audition to get into the extra events. And uh, they did not take us. <laughs> they didn't. Even though you were already working there? Yeah, even though we so were funny. already, it was. it's an upper echelon thing. Yeah. It was super echelon -y. Oh, well, you know, I did get to be the Christmas elf at Universal Studios. Exactly. So and they were I'm like, pretty up there. Yeah, show us your elf. <laughs> and then some people would do what they did in the last audition. And, and because they, that was their elf that they did last year and the year before that and the year before that. And then some of us are like, well, give me direction. Like, yeah. am it, is it just an elf? Like, what kind of like elf? Like, there's, elf? Yeah, like, what am are we talking about? Am I trying to be a dentist about? elf like, or, like, I like my... Yeah, but for Universal, Charles. it was Whoville. Oh so, so you're not just doing an so elf, cool. but you're also who you could be a who. Such a different character. Yeah, yeah. Like very particular, very particular. Pick out of the crowd. That's a who. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And some people and look I never like got who's. it. They do. They you do know, with the like turn nose they or the they have or the Cindy Lou face, buck teeth mm -hmm. kind of look. Yeah, yeah. yeah. They're adorable. Yeah, as far as I know, I mean, the at the Castle Muskogee, it's all it's all just castle people. It's a staff. Um, but we do a few of us. We've started doing murder mystery nights Ooh. hosted at the castle, and we did a Christmas one. Fun. In which I played an elf. Fun. Named Jingle. It's very neurotic. <laughs> very everyone like at the end. Um, so you get like a like a ballot kind uh -huh. of. And the really cool part about these murder mysteries is it, it was three act plays mm -hmm. and it was all like accompanied with food. So, you know, okay. first act, your appetizer, mm. you get served your entree during act two. And like act one is where you get introduced to the people. Yeah. And then at the end Exposition. of act one, yeah. there's a murder. Dun, dun, dun. Crazy. Yeah. And then act two is like the... Well, you have a motive, and you have a motive, and you have a motive. Right. But the really, really cool thing about how we did these murder mysteries is after Act Two, every individual suspect goes to every table, and the table can question them. Where oh. were you? Ooh. Do you have access to the candy cane that stabbed him, mm -hmm. you know, did you see Santa? And it's all improv. It's nice. all like, absolutely. Fun. The only thing is like, you can't lie. Mm. Other than if they ask you like, did you kill them? Of yeah. course not. Right. Do you know who killed them? No absolutely. Way. It was this person. Oh, oh, yeah. And like one other one, but it was super fun. <laughs> Cause like, you know, they would be like, did you see Santa? last mm. night and i was like well of course i saw santa he was in his office right and i had a you know bit of a drinking problem so Ooh. you know i saw just a line of <laughs> those 99 banana shots leading to his office oh jeez! but unbeknownst to me santa was just at that table and santa said that he was in the workshop so then the <gasps> people be like interesting oh. santa said he was in the workshop and like, Bum, well, bum, maybe he was bum. in the workshop, but you know, it, it, he had just he started in the workshop and passed out in his office because yeah. that's Santa. He needs a big drinker. Yeah. Um, but that was super fun. Yeah, because it was all like Christmas. But like at the end, you know, each table 
is like, oh, it was definitely this person. It was definitely this person. Yeah. I, I think probably 80% of the people were like, it was Jingle the Elf. Wow. He has some real rage issues. <laughs> <laughs> that's beautiful. Um, and that was, that was, oh, it was so much fun. And is that a job? Do you get paid for that one? We do. I mean, you know, cool. the, the yeah. castle contracts so out pays be, for the show. And, yeah, that would be an odd job. And I love yeah, it. it all runs through the same like production company that we do the chessboard stage. Very cool. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I love fun. that. So we did that in Christmas, and we'll, we'll probably do it next Christmas, too. Fantastic. Do you, for your murder mysteries, do you only do them at the Christmas time? So we've, so we've done two. We started with the Christmas one, um, and then we did a Valentine's one. That was not really Valentine's-themed. It just mm. happened to be, like, near Valentine's Day. Um, and that was a... The 19... I'm going to get this wrong, and the people that are listening are going to be like, wrong. They're screaming uh, it right now into the... 1928 stock right. market crash. All right, yeah. Um, some around there. Yeah. Um, so we were all, like, you know, there's the gangsters and the... Gotcha. The... Flappas. Yes. Yeah. Um, and I, I played uh, a character who was the accountant. Great. And I got murdered... Act oh, one. Wow. Rough. Because yeah. the stock market crashed, you know, because yeah. that was my fault, apparently. <laughs> yeah, apparently. All these people were like, nope, it's your fault. You told me to invest. And I was like, yep, done. It was always good. I, I don't know what you're telling me. So being murdered, you you peace out and you don't get to like, do you get to just hang in back at backstage? Yeah, I hung and out backstage. Eat, eat I did tell them and- next time. I was like, the next show that we do, if I get murdered again, I'm just gonna get one of those like, like the glasses with the nose and mustache, <laughs> so and just, be a and just continue watching the show because it's yeah. such a fun show. Right. Because right. I, I I ended up like yes I was backstage, but we had a door like mm-hmm. one of the entrances, mm-hmm. and like during the the motive part, like everyone's on stage, so they're no no longer like running in and out. Yeah. Like, everyone's there because the person's <clears> like we need to figure this out. Right. Like, there's course. one investigator, yeah. and they're yeah. like, okay. First, we'll start with you. So, like, everyone's already there. Yeah. And so I'm, I'm there behind, like, a, the crack in the door, right. just being like, just watching. Yeah, come on, guys. You know, <laughs> yeah, fun. Um, cheering along. Oh my gosh, it's so much fun, though. That's great. Uh, it sounds like you've done a lot of odd jobs and a lot of side hustles to kind of get you to, to where you are now. Yeah, um, absolutely. Do you have? Uh, I mean, I guess these uh, the castle is pretty occupying with your with your weekends and your yes. your side hustleness. Yes. Do, do you have any others besides castle? Um, the only like not not necessarily. I will. There, the only other thing that I've really ever done for like money mm-hmm. um, is when people want. Dungeons and Dragons characters, like yeah. the minis. Yeah. I am really good at 3D printing with resin. Sweet. And um, so I'll, I'll print, I'll be like, hey, if you purchase the file, which is significantly cheaper than purchasing like the full figure. Yeah, exactly. I'll print it for like, you know, five bucks. Sweet. But I'll paint it Ooh. for an extra 10. 
Whoa, that's it? I know. It's, oh my god! I, I know. I don't well, do. I, I only. That's that's my friend price. I got fifty bucks. Man. I got <laughs> some characters for you to do, buddy. Um, no, i i was in a, I was in I a board that. game. Um, my my visage is in a board game. It's called oh, Last Night on Earth. So cool. And I don't know if you've ever played Last Night on Earth. I've not, but I I collect board games. You should definitely get the Hero expansion for Last Night on Earth. Last Night on Earth. He's grabbing his phone right, right now to write it down. So Last Night on Earth is from Leapfrog Productions. And Last Night on Earth is really fun. It's a board game that um, you get to put a couple different pieces together, and it's a zombie. It's oh, a zombie cool. game. And it's the Last Night on Earth. So yeah. it starts at... Um, I think sundown or getting close to that. And you've got a sun tracker or an, a moon tracker maybe. And you pick characters to play and then you, um, uh, then there's zombies that get spawned. It's a wonderful oh, fun game. It's yeah. really fun. You're seeing it now. Tile, love, tile I game. I love tile laying yeah. games. So it's a, a super fun. Then there's cards that you can pick up like gasoline, but you can't use the gasoline unless you have the match. Like it's sure. fun, fun stuff like that, right? Yeah. But the gasoline operates the truck. So if you're doing the truck scenario, can't, can't do you can't one or the other. Yeah, you've got to let you know. Not you can't light it on fire. You've got to put, in the, put the gas in the truck and then get out of there. Anyway, there's different scenarios you can play, and I'm in the hero expansion. Hero inspect and expansion. I think it's the first hero expansion. But I play Stacy, the investigative reporter, <laughs> and there's. A model of me. So a little gray plastic model. And I've I've always wanted somebody to paint it. That's um, so cool. To be my character's, you know, colors and me. <laughs> so, yeah. So it's just really fun. Um, so I might commission you to do that. Heck yeah. Send I'll me your to, model. I'll have to ask for the, the file and maybe get, because I don't want to, I'm a, also a 100% person. I'm a completionist. I like the OG thing. Yep. So I think I want to keep one, the one that I have, sure. like super pristine. Yep. But then if I can get the file, then I can have you print yeah. it out and then paint well, it. Well, someone recently really scoffed at my prices, so I'll have to let you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, you can you cannot charge me the friend rate. Feel free to charge me <laughs> like a, a higher rate for your, your work, for sure. Awesome. Um, that's really exciting. Okay. Uh, when have you had, I, I'm assuming you've been in this exhibit fabricator job for a little bit now. A little bit. So when have you had an affirmation of your career? What do you mean? Like when, at Give me what a good definition. A definition good definition of, of an affirmation, affirmation of yeah. a career. So for me, when I knew I was on the right track with my career, uh, I, I, experienced a crowd of over 500 coming to see the show that I created, No Parchment Needed, which is a short form improv comedy show. I had over 500 people in one spot. Yeah. And I you came like, out to the stage and I said, what up fuckers? And they all were like, yeah! <laughs> And I was just, my eyes were wide and I thought, I've made it. I am on the right path. Mm -hmm. I'm doing everything right. Okay. This is, this is what I need to be doing 
finally I feel like I'm doing it right. Yes. I was installing something and 500 people came out. And oh, nice. And, and then they like, screamed Whoa. at you. Yeah. yeah like positively. No, no, I know exactly what it is. Um, so when I had first started, it was like September. And that year goes by. And in the summer, right? I hadn't been there for quite a year. Mm-hmm. But I had, I had heard about this project that this certain section of the zoo wanted to get done in their raccoon exhibit. They're mm-hmm. like, we really want to make our raccoon exhibit just a little bit more natural. We want them to be able to climb more. They're also getting old and they're having trouble getting up to some of our platforms. Mm. And someone was like, are you interested in doing something for them? Because I had just no, taken... let them suffer. Yes, they don't need it. <laughs> give them a, just give them a stump. They'll be Aww. fine. Um, but I had recently done a concrete rock class. Ooh, fun. And I was like, no, this is super cool. So I was like, I would love the opportunity to do this for this exhibit. Mm-hmm. So for a few months, I went, I took pictures of the exhibit, and I just conceptualized what would fit in the space, you know, what's the best thing, what what's fits what fits the needs for the animals, mm-hmm. what fits the bill for the project that the keepers are asking for, mm-hmm. and what is aesthetically pleasing for the guest. Yeah. And I created this concept, and then in the summer, it was finally, they were like, we're doing this clean out. The exhibit's all yours. And I was like, awesome. Yeah. Let's let's do it. Yeah. And so I went through this whole kind of like multi-week process of doing this project of like getting foam blocks and carving the foam down to be like the, you know, the basic form of these rocks that I wanted it to be. And that was painstaking. Because yeah. I'd never done it before. And I was like, I don't really uh, know 100%. And I kept changing my mind. And I was yeah. like, this looks terrible and all this stuff. Because I'm looking at like the ba- the inside, right, right, of these rocks. It's all foam. Right. On In my mind, I was like, it has to be perfectly carved. I'm like, no. Now, I'm like, no, you'll do all of that later. Just get the basic shape. Yeah. So I, I made these concrete, fo- or are these foam forms. And then we laid... Uh, you know, an organic shaped um, foundation for mm-hmm. where these these rocks were going to go, and then I did these rocks in like a specific um, concrete mix that allowed me to like carve into it, and make them look like real stones, and cool. you know, spent just like weeks working on this stone structure, and then getting to stain it like a different. Um, <coughs> different like different stones and like there was there was slate and there were big granite slabs and all this stuff and I was like oh it's gonna be so cool and so so many times during this process I would step back and look at what I was doing and just be like this is trash garbage I was like this yeah. is so bad and I don't know how to fix it so i'm just going to continue trudging forward and hopefully it stops looking like shit and eventually it'll look good i don't know 
I had so many of those moments where I'm like, this is stupid. This is dumb. This looks bad. This looks bad. Yeah. Trust the process. Trust the process. Trust the process. And the raccoons this whole time are like, can you just let us back yes. in, dude? Oh, my gosh. They're, they're dying. Ugh. They're just on their their inside exhibit, and they're like, please let us out. Right. And, then, and they're playing cards. They're smoking 100%. their cigarettes. They're like, can you please <laughs> open the door already? And I'm just standing there looking at the phone being Poker like, chips. this is yeah. terrible. Okay. <laughs> I don't know what to do. Because I've never nice. done it before. Yeah, Charlie you know, slams his was... cards down. Yeah. Like, this guy, I'm sick of him. <laughs> We will break out tomorrow. <laughs> but like, I'm like, oh, what have I done? I'm, I was like, I wasn't ready for this. Mm-hmm. I don't have the experience. And now I'm building this permanent structure. Yeah. I was like, this is crazy. Yeah. And then I get it carved out and it dries and I get it stained and I, I push the mulch back up to it. Mm-hmm. And I was like, whoa, that's pretty, that's pretty cool. <laughs> nice. I was like, these look like rocks. Yeah. <laughs> you know, like the, these are, these are just big boulders. Nice. But like in a cool way. Yeah. And from there, I got like bit by something that I was like, I want to do this. I want to do big structural aesthetically pleasing exhibit work nice and at the time i was kind of i was a production tech Mm. so i got to do a few of those but then i was also doing a lot of printing Mm -hmm. like event signage yeah didn't know that printer absolutely had to know the big printer Mm -hmm. and basically i was like nope this is what i want to do cool and so they um moved me to a position that kind of focuses on that stuff but ever since then and i still when i go by and look at those raccoon rocks i'm like man that's <laughs> i did that i did that yeah that's so cool. cool and there's like a video that i watch occasionally you know like a video that you're just like i guess i'll just, I'll just I'll watch this yeah, um of yeah. just the raccoons just playing on these rocks Aww. and i'm like those are my rocks. That exists. Yeah. <laughs> you know? uh, so I think that was my moment that I was like, I've, I'm where I need to be. Like, I've made the right choice. Because I've had, definitely, I think probably everyone has had days where I sit there and I'm just like, oh no. Yeah. I fucked up. Yeah, like I, I for chose sure. Wrong. We're human. We're all yeah. going to make mistakes. Like yeah. that's that's going to happen. Like I, I've chose wrong, and I'm so deep in, I can't start something new. Right. But looking back at that, and I do, I look back at that, and I'm like, yes, this is. Cool. I love this. Yeah. Nice. Where do you see yourself in five to ten years? Oh man. The Two, interview question. Yeah, five to ten years. Two options. Yeah, Topshins, it's a word. Yeah, that's Topshins. Right. That's, that's what we say in the Washington Wentz show. Wow, really? Topshins, it's Topshins. a word. Yeah. It means two options? Two options, yeah. Weird. Um, yeah. yeah, we do a lot of Wentz words where we put words together, it, it, and we call them twords. Someday I will have to go to a fair while the Washington Wentzes are there. Yeah, so you can actually see the I can the actually show. watch the show. That's, yeah. Because it looks so fun from the outside. It's super From fun. like way, way, like... A football field away. You guys are always in the very back, yeah. Mm -hmm. 
Uh, we don't want to disturb you. You guys. actually don't show up until we're right at the end of our show. Yeah. So I don't know what you're doing right before then, but if you got there at, uh, I think that's the second show. If you got there at one forty-five, you could see that show. Interesting. Maybe yeah. I, I might sneak in and like stand, like scroll totally, under a picnic table. No, that we'd call you out on that <laughs> for sure. For sure. Just stand in the back, you just know, and if back. you don't want to be in or engaged <laughs> with, just shake your head back and forth and I'll, I'll, I'll nod and then we'll move on. <laughs> uh, yes. My top options. Yeah. Toptions is the word. So I can either, and what I kind of is my plan currently, mm-hmm. I move up where I'm at in exhibits, manage the look of exhibits. Nice. You know, I do more of that stuff mm-hmm. where hopefully I can get a team of people under me mm-hmm. so that, you know, it doesn't take me weeks and weeks and weeks because right. I'm one person, mm-hmm. you know, doing doing large rock work. It would, it would only take, you know, maybe a maybe week or a two week. because yeah. I have a team. Right. I could move up and then just move up within the company, mm-hmm. um, within the, the zoo AZA world. Mm-hmm. Um, AZA, what is that? Association of Zoos and Aquariums. Oh, fun. It's like a big accreditation. Like all the major zoos are accredited through fun. AZA. Okay. Yeah. So nice. I could, and you, you know, there's like an internal work stuff. So like I could stay within AZA, move up. Cool. Or mm-hmm. second option, Top I've thought option, about yeah. too. For whatever reason, I could start my own rock business (laughs) where I just do like landscape rocks for, you know, residential or commercial areas. Yeah. And, you know, start out with, and I've, I've have, I've put like, like fun thoughts into it, not Mm -hmm. like a realistic yeah. Like, how do I get a business license? I don't know. Don't right. don't ask me how right. to get a business license. I already I have know. some names for you. Great. This rocks. This rocks. That's already like that was the first thing. Is this rocks? Oh, you're talking about for my the company. names for your company. This rocks. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I like it. Right. I love. I love it so far. Right. Uh, rocking it out. Rocking it out. Right. Super good. Uh, let's see, Higgs. So Higgs rocks doesn't really sound no. right. Rocking with Higgs doesn't really, and that's not rolling off my tongue. I've always liked <clears throat> Flying Pig Creations. I think that exists, though. Does it really? I think so. Flying Pig Creations. I would look it up, but I think that's a production company for films. Really? I, I, I think so. <laughs> that sucks. But this rocks. I want to say. Well, it might not be. I'm just, who knows? <laughs> Probably you know? not. But for this rocks for a rock making company, yeah, that might be something special on its own. Yeah, but you know, start out with doing like residential pools because oh, people yeah. always want fun rocks at their pools. Mm-hmm. And the cool thing about and people are like, well, why don't why wouldn't you just use real rocks, right? I mean, you could, but those you could, are but they're expensive heavy they're heavy and expensive and, and how they, are you going to move them in? are you going to remove a piece of your fence to get a bobcat through to carry in boulder by boulder no one at a time no no i'm not going to do it you're going to hire gonna me it. to put foam around your pool yeah and i'll concrete it i'll make it look gorgeous yeah you want a diving rock that's the perfect shape tell me what shape you want and i will make it for you wow that sounds pretty cool yeah so i thought about that too 
So either of those directions. That's probably more of a 10-year plan. Mm-hmm. If I ever wanted to start my own company, it, w- it would be that. Cool. I think making... And I then think eventually you can start by selling it. some of the models that you've made. Absolutely. Absolutely. So make make a pebbles for people. Make pebbles for people. Pebbles for people. Hey, that's a good title. Pebbles for people. Pebbles for people. Yeah. Trademark. Yep. Copyright. <laughs> Copyright. Yep. Can't take it. Can't take it because it's now here and official. recorded and it's official. Uh, so listeners can't that. see this, but there is a contract signed in blood right It's already us. right. It's yep. floating Pebbles right in front people. of us. Right. Do you think going back in time to your high school self, do you think you would choose the same path if, oh, let's yeah. say, some aliens came down and at probe point said, you've got to restart your life from this point and you get to keep your knowledge if you want to, I guess, whatever you want to do. If, or, or they'll say, you're going to have to make the same choices or not. Which one do you want to do? Oh, man, that's tough mm-hmm. because uh, my what I really want to say is, yes, absolutely, I'd make the same choices. Mm-hmm. Or, I, or I would want to follow the same path. Because it le- led you to here. Because it led me to here. And this is where you're at. Right. Yeah. However, <laughs> I think if I, if I had the opportunity with the knowledge that I have to go back mm-hmm. and be like, this is what you do now, I think I would take some different turns. And not because I don't love what I'm doing. And I think I would still end up, like, I would love to still do what I do. Mm-hmm. But, like, I don't know if I would go get a traditional degree. Mm-hmm. I I would have loved to go to a trade school yeah. and learn to weld. Not to be a welder, but, but there's so much you can do. the job that you have now. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like, instead of foam, you can do these rebar structures yeah. But you need to be able to tie them off. And, and having a welded frame is so much stronger. And I'm like, ugh, I wish I knew how to weld Yeah. well. You Have know. you ever been to the City Museum in St. Louis? No. But oh my I, gosh, I, I look at pictures of City Museum all the time. It's amazing. Um, one of the, the our director of marketing grew up around there. And she always talks about the City Museum it's and fantastic. how cool it is. Yeah. And a lot of what I do, kind of all my downtimes, like between projects where I'm waiting for 10 people to email me back about projects. Mm-hmm. I will look at different exhibits all around the world to steal all of their ideas. That's and I smart. look at the city That's museum smart. all the time and I'm like, yeah, how they're always changing it too. and how interactive and I'm like, ah, oh, I, I love the interaction because, because I grew up around here. I grew up going to the, the zoo that I work at. Yeah. And I remember certain aspects of the zoo that we don't have anymore, but they were so interactive when I was a kid Mm -hmm. that like, yes, do I remember the elephants? Sure. But I sure as heck remember the big mechanical elephant trunk that you could move with joysticks yeah. and you could, and there was like a mirror in front of me. You could see yourself moving this elephant. Yeah. I could absolutely remember just this, I think probably steel drum set at an angle that it talked about the howler monkey sounds and like to yell into the bucket. Yeah, It was just a bucket on legs, just but I remember legs, it yeah. because I was like, yes, it's, it's, this is interaction that as a kid, I remember doing all these interactive pieces. Yeah. And so I will look at 
different exhibits all around um, the world to be like, what are they doing and how do I do that here? Right. How, how can I implement that here? Because that's really badass. Yeah. And I want our guests at the zoo to also to have, a good experience. have those badass experiences. Yeah. That's yeah. exciting. Yeah, cool. I've always wanted to go to the city, city museum. It just All right, looks so, so much fun. Welding, you, maybe you'll learn how to weld. I know. In the next year or two, I that's a goal. You should of do mine. that. That's a goal of mine. It's just to learn like basics, basic welding, so I can yeah. you know I don't have to add like don't go have to up get to in a welder and be like yeah get hey, a welder in. Can I you do this thing? Can make me a frame for this thing. Right. I can just go do it. Right. You know, I would I would love that. That's cool. Yeah. So I think I would go back and be like, hey go to these trade schools because and sure. then start your career seven years earlier. Yeah. Exactly, so that right. you can still hit hit those marks. Hit those marks yeah. that I've never been able to hit because <laughs> I sucked at no. working uh you weren't hard. ready for that yet. I was not ready for that. Yeah. No. Yeah. But mm. now you are. But now I am. All right, here's my last question. This is it. Ooh. We're at the final one. Oh, this has been so much fun. Oh, thank you. Yeah. Thanks. Uh, what advice do you have for anyone who wants to become an exhibit fabricator? Like, and specifically let's, for let's say, exhibit let's, fabricator? Yeah, let's say that they're in high school or maybe mm -hmm. they're in their 50s and they're like, I want to be an exhibit fabricator. I love animals. I love zoo animals. How can I do this? What's the best advice that you would have for that human? Oh, man. The best advice, don't, don't be afraid to just have fun. If you are afraid that what you are making looks bad or looks stupid or my personal issue is not perfect, mm -hmm. just... Just do it. Just have fun. Are you mm -hmm. having a good time? Yeah. If it doesn't look right, just keep doing it. Just do it more. Do it more and more and more. Right. You know, at when you're that young, you don't have to go to a four-year college. You can absolutely go to a trade school. Mm -hmm. It would serve you just as much. Sometimes more. Sometimes, absolutely sometimes I, more. I feel very strongly that if I didn't go to college and instead I went to the local community college and I did, I don't know, beauty care or, you know, I'm, I'm only saying that because I'm a female and I was had high school and college in North Carolina. So it was very much gender sure. roles, very specific. Like they would not let me take shop in high school, even though I wanted to. Yeah. Um, so... If I learned how to work with wood or how to um, use the saw or, or whatever, I think I would have definitely had a, a different aspect to my life. Yeah. I mean, I, I learned a lot when I was in college about that because I had a set designing class. I had to draft sets. I had to go into the shop and make sets. But I was also the lead, the like costume shop manager. Sure. So I had to do making costumes and making costumes altering them 
to fit within a stage production, which is completely different than what we do in that 360-degree right. theater. Because when you're in a stage production, nobody's turning their back to the audience. Nope. So the back could be totally janky. Absolutely. <laughs> but as long as the front looks good and they don't have to turn their back then you know to exit the room, yeah. then then everything's good. Lights yes. will be out before they turn their bags. It's going to be fantastic. Absolutely. Um, as opposed to what we do now, which yeah. is very much like all eyes, 360-degree theater. It's, yeah. it's a little bit more problematic. I think where I grew up, it was always the assumption of you're going to go to college. I went to mm -hmm. a very standard suburban school, mm. you know, close to a medium metro area mm -hmm. where there was no other option. Right. It was when you were about to graduate, the question was not like, are you going to go to college? That was not, that was never the question. Yeah. It was, are you going to go to OU or are you going to go to OSU? Mm. That was the only question. Yeah. I I think I would go back and I would say, don't just go. First of all, you're 18. Yeah. Relax. <laughs> right. You know, take, you know, you don't have to decide the path you're on immediately after high school. Mm -hmm. Take a break. Have a good time. Go on that sabbatical. Go on your sabbatical. Go go walk Jerusalem. Yep. Go check on it your out. Walkabout, yeah. Whatever it's called. Whatever it's called. We still don't know, and that's mission? fine. No, it's can't be. No, it's not um, a mission. That's that's something else. But yeah, go on your mission. Go on your. Yes. Do you do yeah. your walkabout? Trade like, do your, trade schools are great. Yeah. Learn a skill. Learn, learn a skill. something. Learn a skill that would help you. Yeah. in society if society were to yeah. crumble and for whatever is, reason. And this is totally contradictory to what I said about when I started um, crafting. Mm -hmm. and, like I didn't have enough money mm -hmm. to get all the stuff. To use scraps, you know, if you want to build something with wood, go get a stick. Yeah. You don't need finest pressure-treated ground lumber. Right. Just get whatever you can grab. You can always and upgrade just it start. Later. Absolutely. Yeah. Just start yeah. creating. Mm -hmm. Just start putting taking the wacky, crazy ideas that's in your head and just try to make it out of nothing. Yeah. And that's just as cool. Just start start having fun. For sure. Yeah. Uh, the best time to plant a tree is twenty years ago. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. Can't go back. No. Nope. Might as well start now. Yeah. Yeah. Thank you so much, Joel, for being on Work History Podcast. I really appreciate it. Absolutely. Thank you. This was so much fun. Good. I'm glad you had fun. Yeah. Uh, now I'm going to do this outro, and we're going to wrap it up. Cool. Cool. Thanks for listening, everyone. I'm your host, Cassie Townsend. Theme song is Wrapped by Greg Straps. Chris Kempton is our associate producer. Support, on, support us on Patreon at patreon.com slash workhistory. And uh, the show notes have additional information on Joel. Remember to rate, review, share, and subscribe because it really does help. So what's your work history?